Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hill 70 Quantock Ranch, the place that you want to be to buy your bulls in 2020. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, Farm Credit Canada outlines several key issues for farmers to watch. This coming year, the official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today, cloudy, 40% chance of light snow, wind southeast 20. The high today, minus 3. Wind chill near minus 12. The low, minus 4. Tomorrow, periods of light snow ending in the afternoon. Then cloudy. Winds up to 15 kilometers per hour. The high tomorrow, minus 1. Wind chill near minus 9. The low, minus 8. Wednesday, sunny. High minus 4. Low minus 9. Thursday, sunny and windy with a high plus 3. The low, minus 9. Friday, periods of snow with a high of 0. The low, minus 8. Saturday, partly cloudy, the high minus 2, the low minus 6. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high minus 2. Normal high for this date, minus 10. The normal low, minus 22. The sun rose at 8.41 this morning. It sets at 5.41 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Maple Creek, again, at plus 4. The cold spot, Spiritwood, at minus 12. On the roundup, Estevan, minus 5. Saskatoon, minus 4. Swift Current, minus 2. Weyburn minus 4, Yorkton is minus 10. Cloudy in Regina, minus 4, that's 25 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the southeast at 18, giving a wind chill of minus 10. Humidity is 93%, the barometer steady 102.0. Fog in Moose Jaw, minus 2, winds are from the south at 17. Once again, Regina, cloudy, minus 4, that's 25 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers Ag Division. Forget the rest, sell with the best online at mcdougalauction.com. And JGL Commodities, proudly serving Saskatchewan farm families for over 40 years. Looking to sell your grain? Call JGL Commodities today, 306-624-2378. FCC's latest outlook suggests most grain prices will remain under the five-year average in 2020, but better than last year. Chief Agricultural Economist J.P. Gervais says farmers must remain cautious, but there is optimism because of ongoing strong world demand for farm products. He says weather and trade issues will be important factors for farmers to watch this year. We have to be cautious a little bit, right? I think the, the outlook remains positive for one reason, and that's the strength of the demand for commodities that remains extremely strong in the world and globally. So that's good news for, for Canadian crops, but at the same time, we have a few challenges. Definitely strong headwinds as well for the sector. I think, you know, if you look at the outlook, it, it basically relies or rests on two things, and it would be weather, not only what kind of weather we're going to have, because it's a little bit too early to be thinking about the 2020 crops, but 
but or 2020 uh, weather for us. But think about as well where our competitors are in the world. You know what's going on in India, what's going on in South America. So that's one thing that we keep uh, in mind for sure. And the second thing is trade, right? So we got lots of trade issues that are on the way to be resolved, and some others that are not necessarily very advanced in terms of being resolved. And so all of those two things, that weather and trade, are going to be really major drivers of the overall profitability in 2020. You see demand is the key thing, key story to watch in 2020? Yeah, because, you know, we have large global supplies. I mean, wherever you look, you know, depending on, well, you know, in some cases we, you know, a few areas of the world have had some issues with weather themselves. I mean, for us, it's been challenging, I would say, in the last three years, for sure. But some of the parts of the world as well have faced with some, some, some weather issues. But overall, you know, if you put that aside, and you look at the numbers, overall global supplies continue to, to go up. And, and so that puts pressure on demand, right? So that demand really needs to be strong to be able to absorb the larger supplies. And and world economy, despite uh, a little, quite a bit of uncertainty going into 2020, as, you know, as we ended 2019, and with, with regards to what's going on between the U.S. and China, for example, and whether or not this phase one deal is actually going to lead to more trade flows between China and, and, and the U.S., and then will have a positive impact overall on the global economy. I think all of these things are actually pretty good drivers of the strength of demand. Uh, then you go into the specifics. For example, if the U.S. goes and, and actually um, reviews some of the ethanol policies that they've implemented in the last couple of years, well, they review this in the sense of you know, bringing a little bit more demand for corn ethanol, well, that could have actually a little bit of an impact for a lot of different crops. And so I think it's mostly a demand story that will be influenced by two things, the ability of ourselves first to meet that demand, depending on what kind of production conditions we get in 2020, as well as what, what our competitors are also faced with when it comes to their own crops. And then as well as is market access is just such a big thing, right? We got inventories that are quite high right now for a lot of our own commodities, if you obviously think of the canola, but that, you know, if we do get strong demand, I think that's going to have a positive impact on prices. Looking at a table of prices, the forecast outlook for 2020, it looks like except for spring wheat and say feed barley, most prices are down from the five-year average. Absolutely. I think we're still in a period of large inventories, larger inventories for a lot of our commodities. If you think of pulses and canola, for example, or even corn and soybeans. And so uh, this is it's going to take a little bit of time to work through the inventories, especially for canola. But the resolution you know, between China and Canada would go a long way, for example, in firming up prices or the outlook for prices of canola. And right now we've ended the year 2019 for canola where we started the year in 2019. So prices are slightly above cost of production. So there is profitability for canola, but it's just a matter of whether or not we're going to be able to move enough products so that you know, farm cash receipts are going to go up. So there's a little bit of profitability from it in, in theory. The the reality though is that are we going to be able to move enough products? And so that's the thing is, is most prices are somewhat below their five year average. So we expect tight profit margins from an historical standpoint. JP Gervais is the chief agricultural economist at Regina based Farm Credit Canada. Hello folks, Bill Creech here with Hill Seventy Quantock Ranch Barn Burning Bull Sale. We're at Lloydminster, Alberta, and this is our 50th annual bull sale. It's February 1, 2020, right at the ranch. We'll sell 400 bulls, red and black Angus, horned and polled Herefords, Charlays, red and black Sim Angus bulls, and Galvey balancers. 75% of these bulls are two-year-olds. They're held over. They're not leftovers, plus bred and open commercial females. 
We'll see you at our 50th annual bull sale. Remember to call us, 800-665-SALE. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And by YAC Auctions, the first name you should think of in the auction business. Call 782-5999. Maximizing yields in peas and lentils was one of the topics at a conference in Saskatoon earlier this month. Sherilyn Phelps is the agronomy manager for Saskatchewan Pulse Growers. She says there are many factors for farmers to consider in efforts to improve pulse crop yields. So and it all starts with seeding rates. Um, seeding rates, calculating your seeding rate based on your seed size, so knowing your seed size, knowing what seeding rates you're actually targeting, and then doing things to try and maximize emergence and plant health. So considering seed treatments, if, if there is a need for seed treatments, watching your seed place fertility to make sure you're not going above those recommended rates and that can impact the emergence of those crops. So those are a few things that can um, maximize in terms of the the plant density that's there because when we're talking about yield your yield is a factor of plant density and then the seeds that that plant produces right so when we're talking about the seeds that the plant produces it's based on the health of the the plant so one of the things to consider is the nutrition and the fertility program that you have also with your pulse crop knowing that they utilize nutrients just like any other crop the benefit with pulses is of course their nitrogen fixation so they fix the majority of their nitrogen needs so nitrogen and fertilizers isn't, isn't necessary unless you have really, really low N levels, and they can benefit from a small amount. But phosphorus is something definitely to be considering and making sure that we're at least putting back into the fields what we're planning on removing with the pulses to make sure they're not running into deficiencies. So knowing what your crop removal rates and basing your nutrition on that is, is a good thing. The other thing to consider is, is the whole package, right? It's not just any one of those, those inputs or agronomic decisions. It's a combination that helps you to maximize your yields. Phelps says farmers are also asking questions about root rot. A lot of what I just talked about comes into play in terms of maximizing your plant health with fertility. We're seeing some impact of good fertility programs helping to feed those plants when their roots are subject and infected, so that's important. But the other factor that we really need to focus on with peas and lentils and dealing with root rots is rotations. We know that the longer the rotation between those crops, the more time those oospores have to degrade in the soil and, and become a, a low level that's going to reduce your risk of infection. So rotations is a big key factor when we're talking about root rots. Phelps says weather remains a big factor in yields. Unfortunately, it's nothing that we can control. Um, seeding early is, is still important with pulses. They can tolerate some cooler conditions compared to some other crops. But, you know, when you are seeding early, you have to take that into consideration. It's cooler soils, you know, a little bit more stress on the plant opens it up for disease. So seed treatments are important and your uh, emergence rates might be a little bit lower under cooler temperatures. So higher seeding rates might be a benefit. A number of factors come into play. Phelps says farmers, though, can have major influence on pea and lentil yields. Environment definitely has a role to play, but it's also managing all those little things, considering all the factors that are under a grower's control, from variety selection to your seeding rate, your seed quality, your fertility, your pest management. Weed control is a big thing, looking at herbicide layering, so your early weed control with some of your residual products, followed up by in-crop applications. 
plant densities help with competition, so increasing your plant densities can help with weed control, and then you have diseases, managing your disease when the risks are there, and then insects. We didn't even talk on insects, but you know, when they're there, they're a pest that can remove or rob the crop of some of that yield potential. And I guess lastly, you know, you can do all this hard work, and then when it comes to harvest management, that even needs to be considered even more because if you have all this grain sitting out there you want to try and get as much of it as you can into the grain bin. So harvest management strategies like the optimum timing of your desiccants as well as your combine settings are very important to actually get that grain. Gerilyn Phelps is the agronomy manager with the Saskatchewan Pulse Growers Association. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And brought to you by Nelson GM, Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Grain prices were showing downward movement in early trading today. Viterra's prices for canola fell $6.20 at 4.1968. Oats dropped $3.03 at $206.74. Number one red spring wheat decreased $3.21 at $226.64. The rest were unchanged. Durham, $266.39. Feed barley, $177.68. Flax, $521.35. Lentils, $482.50. Yellow peas, $246.89. Feed wheat, $156.83. In Minneapolis, March spring wheat is down four cents at five forty-three and a half cent a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn livestock auctions. Call Assiniboia six four two forty one eighty or Weyburn eight four two forty five seventy four. And brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia or Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. On livestock market report, Donnie Peacock reporting from the Swift Current Yards. 1,420 cattle in the sale on Thursday, 707 pounds, the average weight, $1,330 a head. That's $13 per head more than the same sale last year. 35 at a big Red Cross steers from Nelson's at 937 at 183.50. Right at 9, the Red Cross, 186 and a quarter. 820 weight steers, 186.50 to 190. 150 the chars at 192 and a quarter in the 750 weights 770 weights 79 black steers at 770 193 75 the grays at 195 and a half the whites at 196 and here's a set of real good bull calves 750 at 178 700 pound black steers 196 and a quarter 720 reds 199.75 650s 20650 to 208 and a half the 550s 228 to 237 lights up as high as 254 770 800 pound heifers a buck 70 the 750s 170 to 177.50 700 pound heifers 176 and a quarter to 182.25 640 weight black heifers 188.50 the 580 weight heifers sure stronger there 195 and a quarter to 196 520s 208 to 210 450s Bring 212 for the Hefford cattle. That's the way it is in cattle country. Heartland Swift Coron. And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices for SIG 5 TCP BP2, $140.21 per CKG. For BP4 TCP4, $151.67 per CKG. The outlook cloudy, 40% chance of light snow. Today, wind southeast 20, the high minus 3. 
Wind chill near minus 12, the low minus 4. Tomorrow, periods of light snow ending in the afternoon, then cloudy, winds up to 15 kilometers per hour. The high minus 1, wind chill near minus 9, the low minus 8 tomorrow. In Regina, cloudy and minus 4, that's 25 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming. Make sure you have the right date marked. It's February 1, 2020, Hill 70 Quantock Ranch, 50th Bull Sale, Lloydminster, Alberta.